Not as much as you're about to. Hello, welcome everyone back to Tyler's Thursday Takes. Today we are going to be reviewing the 2019 movie Haunt. Haunt is a 2019 film based around the age-old premise that some haunted houses may kill you because, you know, why not? Also, just a little fun fact, this is the very reason that I was so terrified as haunted houses when I was a kid because I always thought, why would they not kill you? I mean, they're in a haunted house, who's gonna know? I know now that they probably won't, but still, it terrified me when I was a kid. Anyways, today's movie Haunt was released in 2019 to rather unsettling reviews, given a 6.3 out of 10, which isn't the worst, but, you know, I feel like today's a good day to find out for ourselves. A quick summary of this movie is on Halloween, a group of friends encounter an extreme haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns deadly as they come to a horrifying realization that some nightmares are real. And in case you're wondering, I didn't write that. That came straight from IMDb. So thank you, IMDb, for helping. <laughs> Some of the main characters of today's movie include Harper. She is the main character. You kind of get more of an in-depth background to her as we go along in the movie. Um, this baseball character that she meets, Nathan, that's pretty much it. <laughs> He's a baseball player. Her best friend, Bailey, and Nathan's best friend, Evan. We have Angela, who is also in this friend group with this girl named Mallory. They're kind of side characters to our mains, Harper and Bailey, the two like main friends that are in it, but they're just kind of, you know, along for the ride. And a little fun fact, on IMDb, all the bad guys, they wear these masks as part of the haunted house. And so for their names, they don't have names because they don't really go over their names. They just kind of go with the name of the mask that they have, like devil, zombie, which I will do for the characters that are that. But there is a ghost character. And they ask him his name, and he says, Mitch. And it doesn't say that on IMDb, and I am very frustrated with that. So if you hear me say Mitch, it is the ghost guy, because I refuse to just call him the ghost guy when he was given them a name of Mitch. So the very first scene we get out of this movie, that's not like the intro or kind of giving us a base of where this is based. It's in Indiana. The very first scene that has any type of action is not is that there's a pumpkin just absolutely hurled at the front door, like some straight-up 1920s, like, get-out-of-my-neighborhood type stuff, like, just straight-up chucked it at the front door. And because of this, Harper's best friend, Bailey, comes in, and she's like, I think your boyfriend just threw a pumpkin at our door. Hey, did your boyfriend just throw a pumpkin at our door? <laughs> what? That's not something he'd do. Correction, that is exactly something he would do. He just chucked it. Like, he's sending you texts at the moment telling you how much he wants to control you and how you better text him back. Like, he is so messed up. Like, he literally gave her a black eye the night before. She's putting makeup to cover it up. And, like, the dude's just an absolute dick. I mean, her friend's not too great either. She literally stole her mother's ring for her costume. She's like, oh, I took the ring from your room last night, and I saw you had a black eye. She's like, you took my ring? That's my mom's ring. She's like, oh, well, I'll be careful with it. And so because of this, they're all like, hey, 
I think we need to go clubbing, get your mind off of it. So they go out to this club. They're all having a good time. And immediately when they get there, Bailey walks up. She's like, Nathan. She's like hugging on him. And he's like, oh, hey, how are you? And she immediately bounces to go talk to this other dude. I think his name's like Christian or JT or something like that. And so Nathan's kind of looking over in Harper's direction. He kind of motions with his hands and stuff like that. And so she's like, me? And he kind of gives like this nod thing to like come over. So she crawls on the table, goes all the way up to him. And uh, we have this wonderful interaction between the two of them. Hey. Did you need something? What? Oh, you were just talking to my friend and then you waved me over. Oh. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I was motioning for another drink. And during this conversation, a little bit afterwards, you find out the reason why he's dressed as a baseball player is because guess what? He's also a baseball player. Like, they did this in Halloween Kills, and they do it multiple times in this one, and it's so frustrating, it's so lazy. I get it, they don't really want to do Halloween costumes, but at the same time, put a little bit more effort into it. Go as a ghost, do something. So eventually, we're introduced to Evan, who's so pissed off, because like you heard in the intro, he came as a human centipede, but the other two dudes didn't show up, so he's just the human dickhead at the moment, because he just... He gets pissed off, knocks these drinks over, right onto Harper, just causing a big scene, acting like a dumbass. And so because of this, Harper walks outside to kind of get some fresh air, kind of get ready to leave. And as she's sitting there, she looks down the alley and there's this dude in like a devil mask and everything. And she's like, oh, it's my abusive boyfriend, Sam. It's gotta be. And so she texts him. She's like, Sam. And then as soon as she's like starting to kind of realize stuff, the back door opens and out comes Nathan. He's like, hey, where'd you go? She's like, oh, I just was getting ready to leave. And so she turns around. Devil dude's gone. He's apparently not only a devil, but he's also a ninja. So he just absolutely dipped. A little bit of time passes. They're all getting ready to head out. They're walking through the town and all that. And they're like, oh, I guess we just all go home, hit some food trucks, go watch some Netflix and chill, you know, for Halloween. And Evan comes up and he goes, wait. Yo, 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 guys, guys, guys. Or... Boom, massive plot point. We are right back on the story now. So now they're heading out. They're going to go to this extreme haunted house. And the very first thing is you can realize they're lost because they're looking up trying to find out where some of the haunted houses are in the area. They're checking like Google Maps and everything, looking for all of it. And while they're all doing this, Harper's being extremely paranoid. She sees you know, one of those classic kind of stereotypical country trucks following them. She's like, guys, do y'all see that truck following no, us? Just... Did anyone see that truck follow us back from the bar? Cue the elongated dramatic pause. Don't worry, the, the podcast isn't over. It's just a really long pause. And the sign lights up. It says, Haunted House. If a sign lights up while you're sitting there that says, Haunted House, that does not seem like a very reputable kind of business. You know, it doesn't seem like something I'd be too safe with doing. So after they've had this beautiful idea to go and visit the Haunted House, whose lights just randomly turned on out of nowhere, you get one of the one of the perfect quotes that I think sums up <laughs> this age group. 
and uh, it was given by Angela. So just have a nice little listen to this. You know the person who has like 17 cousins? Just listen. Guys, there's only one review on Yelp. Oh, but it says the proceeds go to Red Cross, so that's cool. So they go all the way up to the, the front of this haunted house, and there's this spooky-looking clown dude sitting there. And so Bailey approaches him, and he holds out two two palm like you know that thing where like they'll hold out their two hands and you have to pick one to figure out which one has what so she picks the left hand he opens it there's nothing there so evan's like pick the other hand she picks the other hand and there's nothing there either so why does he holding out his hands he lifts up his left hand puts it behind her ear boom magic he pulls the key out from her ear like a true magician and so they're like wow that sucks and so the the whole thing with the key is that it opens up this safety box that's like right on the side of the wall. So they go and open it inside. There's this clipboard with this liability waiver, which they read out loud for everybody to hear. Liability waiver. It says, haunted house rules. Rule number one, stay on the marked path at all times. Rule number two, never touch the actors. No promises. Rule number three, you'll be prompted to do certain actions. Please do exactly as you are told. This is for your safety. Rule number four, all cell phones must be surrendered to the lockbox before entering. You may keep the lockbox key until you return from the attraction. Are you kidding me? What? No, I just think that's probably going to be the scariest part for you, not having your phone on you the whole time. <laughs> Guys, we're basically signing our lives away to this thing. Yes! Look, I get it. Haunted houses have, like, people scared inside of them, so they'll scream. But there is a difference between, like, a, ooh, I'm scared of spiders type of scream and a, ow, help, I am being murdered, please call the cops, I am dying. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference. So the first one sounds a bit like, ah, the other one it sounds like a blood-curdling scream like the one you just heard. So if you hear that coming from a haunted house, you should definitely leave. They decide not to, so they go in, and of course there's a couple of, like, random, normal kind of crappy haunted house jump scares with the skeleton that's like attached to a springboard thing and it scares the hell out of evan they walk through evan's not paying attention and boom like right right into this plexiglass display thing and on the other side of this display there's this witch character and they drag out what looks to be a body bag and so they unzip the body bag and there's a person in there and it doesn't look like the person's part of the show and you can kind of tell because they start screaming and like Remember how I explained there's a difference between, oh, haunted house scream and a, I am about to die scream? Well, I believe that this is more of a, I'm about to die scream. And scene. Beautiful. Let's all wrap it up and come back next week. No, that is not acting. That is definitely somebody getting torched with the end of a poker that's like 300 degrees. And everyone's like, wow, that was so realistic. Yeah, I wonder why it was so realistic. Uh, It may have something to do with the fact that it actually just happened and y'all just aren't putting it together that something could actually be bad here. And so they continue to walk forward a little bit because this door magically opens like they do in every haunted house. And you get the old kind of, you know that scene from It where the doors pop up and it's like scary, not scary? Well, they come to a fork in like this maze and it says safe, not safe. 
And so this is when they split into three groups. One of the groups is Nathan, Bailey, and Angela, and the other one is Evan, Harper, and Mallory. And so they kind of go both go their separate ways. Evan, Harper, and Mallory go through this like spider kind of maze, everything, and they come across these three coffins that are laid up against the wall. And they're opening them and closing them, trying to figure out what all is going on. And they open it and they'll close it and they figure out, oh, it's like a puzzle. Something like activates if all the doors are closed. And so one by one they go through until Mallory gets in and she closes the door and it doesn't automatically open. And just this like panel opens up right above her and just tens of thousands of spiders start being dropped in. So she's freaking out. She's like, oh, I hate spiders and everything. And she comes out the back door and then Evan's like, hey, look, they all bought this crap at Party City because he magically found a receipt on the ground. Which is weird. Like, I get this may not be a real haunted house, but why are they just putting the receipts everywhere? And he's like, oh, they're they're cheap, and look, they just bought it, like, this morning. So it's all fake, don't worry about it. So like, all right, okay, fine. And so now, they're all kind of freaked out. They're like, look, this is kind of creepy. And so it cuts over now to Nathan, Angela, and Bailey. And they're all sitting there, and they're walking through their maze, and they like start touching the walls and they're like, what is this? Oh, no way. Way to go, guys. Way to wait till last minute to paint the wall. <laughs> no, this isn't paint. This is oil. Yeah, that's weird. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. You didn't walk in and hear, oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly's. No, you saw a person get murdered. <laughs> there is a difference. Like I've been saying, there's a difference. These are red flags. You do not sit here and think, oh, this is, oh, maybe they just use oil. Nobody paints oils. Nobody uses oil to paint walls. Not even in a haunted house. Like I said, it's a haunted house, not at O'Reilly's. Anyways, they continue to go onward after Evan, Mallory, and Harper get through their little, like, puzzle maze thing. They go into what I call the butthole of terror. It's this vent, like, thing that you have to walk through. And there's, like, arrows. It just kind of looks like a butthole to me. And so they start crawling through it. And they're crawling on, like, these wooden pallets and everything. And I can just feel the splinters. And they're walking through. And, like, all th- not walking. They're having to crawl. Because it's a small little, like, air vent that you see in all the movies. It's, like, that size. And so they're walking through. Not walking through. They're crawling through. And by the time they get to the end or close to the end, Harper sees what looks like the same person that was, like, staring at her at the gate, which, again, is weird. There's a lot of weird things that are kind of coinciding here because this would mean that this person was, like, following her way back at the club and everything. So she sees what looks to be the same person, and they're like, oh, go ahead and keep going, and so they go. And later on in the movie, I know I might be giving this away a little bit, but later on in the movie... They say if there's too many people in there, a trapdoor falls through. There was like four people in there and only like it like nobody else fell through it. So they get to the end and they turn around and Mallory's not there. And so they're like, huh, that's weird. And anyways, we go back to the other group, the Nathan, Bailey and Angela group. And they're looking at these two like, you know, the funhouse mirrors and everything. And they look weird. And Angela puts her finger up to the glass and she notices her fingers are touching. She's like, it's a two-way mirror. Ooh, that's so weird. Oh, there's no gap between the reflections. Oh. 
It's a two-way mirror. My cousin Summer, she's a criminal psychiatrist. So props to her. She's like using, she seems very knowledgeable in a lot of things, which this shouldn't immediately alarm you, but it should definitely be something that you look out for because a lot of haunted houses have stuff like that so they can kind of see where everyone's progressing through. But two-way mirrors are a bit like an extra step and it's a little bit more worrying. So they get past their little mirror area and they go to this like, you know, the age-old thing where it's like, stick your hands in and guess the body part. And so Angela sticks her hand in and she freaks out and she's like, ah, it's, it's brains. And she throws the spaghetti at them. Nathan goes up to the wall, starts feeling around and everything. He's like, and it's grapes because you know how grapes are supposed to be eyeballs. You know, the same kind of normal stuff. So it's Bailey's turn. So Bailey comes up, she sticks her arm through and she's like, I can't, I can't reach it. Because I guess she has T-Rex arms. And so she's like, okay, let me use the other hand. So she sticks the other hand in. She's reaching around. She can't feel anything. Pulls her hand out. And she's like, I guess there's nothing on mine. And she looks at her hand. And congratulations, you have lost your best friend's mother's ring, which was a fairly family heirloom. And you have just lost it in this stupid haunted house. And she's like, I got to get it back. And so Nathan's like, all right. So he goes over. He sticks his left arm through the grape one. And she sticks her right arm through the one that she was in. And she's trying to reach it, and he's trying to reach it. And so he starts freaking out. And so... And it's just, just, just... Now, when I tell you these were the worst CGI cuts I have ever seen in my life, like a monkey with Adobe Premiere Pro and a bottle of Ritalin could do so much better because it just looks, first off, it's supposed to be razor blade cuts. And if you get cut with a razor blade, it's not going to like, it's not like you're not going to notice it. And then it just starts gushing out later. That's basically what this did. They all sit there. They're like, oh, maybe things fine. And then her arm just starts opening up like it's like telling its family members about how they've been in the closet the entire time. Like it's crazy. They just, it immediately opens up out of the sheer presence of what? Suspense? And so now that they've gotten through that, as you heard at the end of the clip, they're calling for Mallory because she was lost in the maze and they're like, hey, you got to keep going. And so they go forward, they go down this slide and there's this guy, you know, this the typical guy with the chainsaw. So Harper... And Evan go down the slide, and he's like, and Evan's like, yo, get the fuck out of my personal space, my personal space. And he's like, he pushes him and shoves him, and he's like, maybe that wasn't such a good idea. And so they keep walking, they go through this door, and you see the other group, the whole Nathan, Bailey, Angela, and they're like, wait, 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 and the door shuts behind them, so now they're trapped in this other room, and there's like a fence and a curtain, they're like, oh, we've been stuck in here waiting for y'all and everything. And they're like, is Bailey all right? And she's like, I lost your ring and everything. It's like, yeah, no shit. But your arm is also sliced up. So the black curtains separate. And on the other side, there's the, the witch person again, the same one that just burned the hell out of the last person. So they're sitting there and they're freaking out because Mallory, like they open up the bag and it's Mallory. 
and she's like passed out and they take the same poker and just No, she was not just acting. She just got spiked through the head with a poker. So now everything's gotten real. So now they're like, we got to find a way out of here. The door opens and they're like, okay, look, Nathan, you go ahead, try to find a way out and everything. Come back, help us. So Nathan takes the Dropbox key. He's walking. He's got the keys all ready to go. He even puts it between his hands so he can like fight off somebody. He's walking and at the very very first sign of anything scary, he drops a key. So now Nathan's dropped the key, you know, the key that has access to all of their phones. But before he does, he sees this guy like start walking off and he's like, hey, someone needs help. And the guy in the sheet, he turns around and he like kind of talks to him for a little bit. Saying you need help? Yeah. So now Mr. Ghost in a sheet comes back to the group of everyone else and he's like, oh my god, is she hurt? Holy shit, is she bleeding? Angela, what happened to your hand? Uh, we gotta get her out. Yeah, what the fuck's it look like I'm doing? I have keys, man. Yeah, he's got keys, man. So now they start backtracking a little bit. They go up through the slide for the chainsaw dude, all the way up to the butthole of terror. You know, the hole where they all go in, and if there's multiple people, you're going to fall down. So now they start questioning him. They're like, what's your name? And this is where he says it. Just listen. You can call me Mitch. See, you can call him Mitch. IMDB, update it. You can call him Mitch, not Ghost. So now, like I just said... He explains to them, oh, if too many people go through, you're going to fall. And I thought he said that, and I have the clip here to prove it, so this just adds to my point. There's a trap door in the tunnel that gets triggered if there's too many people in there. Okay, why is there a trap door in your tunnel? Oh, it's too late to start noticing red flags now, Nathan. Like, we've already gone through half the haunted house, and you're just now starting to think this? So, they come up with this brilliant plan. Evan goes first, then spooky Mitch. Not ghost, but Mitch goes through and then Nathan and everyone else so on and so forth and so as soon as Evan and Mitch get through Mitch blocks off the other end with a piece of wood so nobody can get through and as soon as that happens the devil dude from earlier he starts banging on the back door and he actually ends up getting into it so Nathan's already like into the tunnel so he's not coming back to help anybody and so the devil dude starts like running after him. Bailey gets pushed into the tunnel by Angela. Angela's like, go, 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 go. And all the while Harper's like behind the door because she was trying to keep this massive dude out. But he just pushes his way through like it was nothing. And so now the devil dude grabs Angela. And we have our third death now. R.I.P. to Angela. She just got pitchforked like I would pitchfork a piece of turkey on my plate during Thanksgiving. So now Angela's gone, and now what's the devil going to do? He's going to turn around and go after Harper. So Harper's now backtracking, and she's booking it. like th Not backtracking, she's technically going through the maze now and going forward. And so she's going, but now the fact that Bailey just went in there at the same time as Nathan, Nathan fell through the trap door. So now... 
the devil dude catches up to Harper and she's in the same room where they just killed Mallory like 10 minutes ago. And she's like, stop this, Sam. You know, Sam being her boyfriend, but then it's not Sam. Oh my god, you are so lucky you cannot see it, and you only hear it. The guy takes his mask off, and he lo- his face is just so... He's got piercings everywhere, and it's not normal piercings. It's like he has horns coming out of his jaw. He has tattoos all over his face. Like, he looks completely crazy. And so, it cuts there, and it goes back to Evan, who's now with Mitch. And Mitch is acting real sus. He's like... You wanted to see my face? And it's like, no, you're good, bro. Do you still want to see my face? So Mitch is real adamant about it, though. He's like, but I thought you wanted to see my face. And shortly after that, he attacks Evan with the hammer that he used to board up the end of the butthole of terror. And his mask falls off during it, and you see his face. And it's also just completely deformed. And at the same time, it cuts to the clown dude from the beginning, who now has all their cell phones, and his face is completely messed up into a clown's face also. Like, they're all hideous, and I don't know if this is something to do with the fact that it's like an initiation, or what it is. They never really explain why all their faces are so messed up, but it's like a thing between all of them. And now, so Nathan has been hiding behind this blue tarp, and I'm guessing what's the break room of this haunted house? And he slowly slides out, and... As soon as he slides out, he looks up, and it's Mitch. Mitch is just chilling in the break room, and it reminds me of, like, whenever you leave your bedroom, and you don't think anyone else is in the house, and someone's, like, standing in the kitchen making a sandwich, and you just have that awkward eye contact. Yeah, it's basically just that. And so sitting there on the table is Harper's phone. And Harper's phone is, for some reason, not password protected. Or no, it was left open. Because earlier Sam called, and the clown dude answers. And he goes, who is this? And he gives gives this weird, creepy thing. And so Sam's, like, pissed off because he thinks it's some other dude. And so Nathan opens the phone, and he texts Sam. He's like, help. And he sends the location. He sends it to Addy. And so Sam, the abuser, by the way, is on his way to come save the day. And so Nathan and Ghost Mitch get into a scuffle, and they all start fighting. And so they cut away from that, and it goes to Harper, who now has to find her way through the rest of the haunted house. And she goes into this room that's filled with like all these knives and stuff. There's nails coming out of the ground. And so she's going through, and she sees this vampire mask guy, and it freaks her out. She steps back and steps right on this nail, and it is, ugh, if, it just looks so painful. So she manages to pull her foot out of the nail, and she's trying to get out of the this little hole in the wall, but there's knives above it, and the vampire mask is cutting this rope that's holding the knives. She's freaking out. She's, like, running, and she gets her hands stuck on this tar stuff, and it, like, rips the skin off of her hands. It's, like, real nasty. And so she, like, bolts, and she barely makes it through. And she makes it all the way through, and it takes her to this other room where she's now in, like, this kid's room. She has to find out this puzzle to find the key to the door to get out. 
and she's looking around and it's in this house that's under the bed, like a jack in the box type of deal. She winds it up, opens and there's the key. But as soon as she does this, she's under the bed. The devil dude starts breaking in and it's reminding her of when her dad abused her mom and everything. And so she's sitting there and we just have this, I would consider it a absolutely badass moment. Ah, she takes that key and stabs him right in the eye. Let's go. Devil dude can no longer see out of his left eye. Next year, he's going to have to be a pirate, which actually next year may not come too long because the key of the door she just activated started that old, like, jack-of-the-box sound where it's like, dun, 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 and as soon as it ends, boom, shotgun through the door. So it doesn't completely kill her. She is standing on the right side of the door, though, and not the left side, and she somehow gets injured on her right shoulder, so I don't know how that happened, but she's now crawling through the hallway that contains the shotgun. And at this point, the devil dude's like running after her. He catches up to her, starts punching her. And so they remind you, they're right in front of the shotgun and starts playing. And so she puts her thumb in his eye, pushes him up and bada bing, bada boom. Devil dude just got shotgunned right in the face he is no longer alive so now harper gets this beautiful just absolutely genius idea to stand up and run towards the shotgun that is still on the timer thing and just narrowly gets so lucky that the shotgun doesn't fire and completely take her brain out because she was running towards it not crawling away from like the shotgun blast and so just listen And just to remind you, at the time of that click, she's standing right in front of this shotgun, so she should have been absolutely blown away. And so now they release this one character who's in this giant, like, skull mask, and they're wandering through the maze. Mitch asks them, are you ready? And they're walking through to the point where Harper just was. But Harper gets a jump on him, straight up hits him in the back with a pitchfork and stabs him like they were ready. Unfortunately, the person in the big mask was in fact her friend Bailey, which I don't understand. Like, their mouth was duct tape, but you could have like just... No one made you walk through that maze and all that. Like, maybe they thought it was their way out. But, so she ends up killing her best friend. And at this point, Sam has shown up to try to help everyone. So he ends up finding a way in through the side. And he's walking through and he activates this tripwire that shoots a bolt like right into his neck. And so he's, he showed up for two minutes and almost is instantly a non-factor. And then the clown dude walks up to him, drops a cinder block on his hand while he's reaching for his phone, and proceeds to just Tiger Woods him with this uh, big old sledgehammer. Four walls are now covered with Sam's brain matter. Like, he has been splattered, and they did not save any details on that. You saw everything. And so now, 
chainsaw dudes up and at him. Harper's still in that shotgun hall, and she has she's all the way backed up against the wall, which seems like a perfect place to be. And Nathan starts busting in because it's literally just made of plywood. He starts busting in through the back wall, and he's like, "Don't worry, Harper, I'm gonna help you." And as he's doing that, Mitch shows up and like manages to fight with Nathan. And chainsaw dude shows up and starts fighting with Harper. Harper and him are struggling right in front of the shotgun. She loads a shell, but before she can fire, he gets to her. They start sawing off like the end of the shotgun with a chainsaw, and she just pulls the trigger and like it 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 hits him and like knocks him knocks him back and everything. And so at this point, Mitch is like gotten the better of Nathan, and Nathan's like passed out on the ground. So she busts through the plywood, and Mitch is about to just absolutely rip open Nathan's mouth with the hammer that he has. But before he's able to. Harper hits him with the sledgehammer that was just so happened to be laying there and completely knocks him out. So now they're trying to get out of there. They're running. They run into the vampire mask dude who turns out he's not one of them. He's just like helping. He's just an absolute wuss. And he's like, oh, there's a gun in this in this chest right here. And they go to the chest. And he's like, that's weird. It's not here. And then he gets a bullet right between the eyes because the zombie dude who I thought just got shot with a shotgun is fine. It, I guess it didn't hit him. And he shot him for some reason instead of the two people that nearly just killed him. And so Nathan hits his arm with a machete and Harper hits the machete with a hammer and like pushes it through like to the point where this dude's arm shouldn't exist at this point. And so he pinned him up against the wall. They run, they get out of the escape hatch that Nathan found and Harper gets out first. And then the witch steps on the escape hatch and she's like, you think you're the only person that's gotten out of here? You're not going to leave here. And so she walks forward towards Harper, completely not caring about the fact that Nathan's right behind her. And then Nathan grabs her legs, pulls her into the escape hatch, and he's like, Harper, and they just slam the door repeatedly on, on the witch's head. And so they absolutely just trash her. And so they start running, and they get to the they get, they get get to the van that they came in, but it's been smashed up, and it's not going to drive anywhere. And Nathan gets his lucky bat out of the back. So they start running and they get to they get to the fence. And by the time they're at the fence, they see the zombie dude sitting there. And Nathan with his lucky bat, you know, bat versus gun. I think we're going to have to go with the lucky bat. So he starts running towards the zombie dude. The zombie dude shoots him in like the side. And then Nathan runs up, hits him with the bat, gets him on the ground, loads up his swing. so they've done it they've finally gotten rid of them they get outside they start going like they don't know where they're gonna go because all the cars are trashed but luckily redneck sam left his redneck truck there and so they take that they drive to the hospital get nathan some help and all the while it shows the clown is lighting up the haunted house with all the oil to burn it to get rid of the evidence and all that and so they're in the hospital they recuperate they both go home, Nathan goes home, Harper goes to her house, but for some reason, the clown from the haunted house was able to get a hold of her hospital release form, like, thanks hospital for your patient, you know, doctor confidentiality, if some dude that looks like a clown could just walk in and get it somehow, so he goes to her house and just, I'm gonna let this whole final sequence play out for you, for you to hear.
your mask. Oh, absolutely wonderful. For those of y'all that are still kind of wondering what happened, the clown dude walks into the front door. His shoes get stuck to that same type of tar stuff. He sees that, like, everything's kind of going wrong, and so he pulls his, his shoes out, kind of falls forward. His hands land on the nail boards that were from that one room, and so he's, like, stuck there, and he looks up, and he realizes there's, like, a silhouette of a shotgun, so it means she has a shotgun. The music ends. He turns. She's right there with the shotgun, and... It ends with her just, like, firing the gun. We don't see his brains go everywhere, but it ends with her firing the gun, and that's it. So, yeah, like I said, this movie was given a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I thought the movie was pretty alright if it wasn't for the CGI cuts. Like, the rest of the movie's effects weren't that bad, but the CGI cuts were just so terribly bad that it was laughable. And I just thought that was absolutely funny. So... My personal th thoughts on the movie was I enjoyed it. It was one where I watched it and I thought, you know what, I can do this for Tyler's Thursday Takes. Still Halloween themed. You know, everything, it, it fits the bill. I still don't understand why all of them had, like, weird faces. Like, unless that's just their thing. Like, they're, like, it's like YouTube rappers or people who want to be rappers that are so dedicated to wanting to be rappers that they just get face tattoos because once you get face tattoos, you're kind of putting yourself onto the thing where it's like, guess I gotta become a rapper now, because it's hard to work at Burger King when you have kill everyone tattooed on your face. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's weird. They never really explain it. I don't really like that too much. I wish we could have gotten some sort of like closure there, but obviously we weren't. So my personal thoughts on it, and I'll give you my rankings here in a second. I thought it was good. I thought it was a well-made movie. I thought that, you know, the story kind of went along pretty well. Um, they made a good main character. I thought the main character was good. They were able to kind of, you know, be empathetic at times. They weren't, like, freaking out and all that. Uh, the one thing that I, even though it was badass at the end, I thought was really funny, was what if anybody else had come into the house at that point? Like, what if her mom walked in and just stepped on that? Like, like she must have known that the clown was coming or something like that. Maybe she sent it to him. But, like, if anybody else had walked into that front door, that would have been really difficult to explain. But, yeah, so, personally, uh, my rating for this movie, I would give it, for horror movies, I give it a, a, a seven and a half. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was, like, a world breaker. I thought it was a little bit better than six... Point three, but I thought I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It's kind of yeah, like I said, it kind of does go off that age old kind of oh well, haunted houses might kill you thing. But I still rather really enjoyed it. So I'm sorry if this one went a little bit long. Um, I'm still trying to get used to the format of this, trying to find a better way to kind of shorten this down for y'all. Um, if you would like to listen to Tyler's Thursday takes, it will be here every Thursday. We will have our Sunday Halloween special this Sunday on October 31st. We are currently in the process of making our podcast available on all platforms. So if you like listening to us on Spotify, maybe you'll like listening to us on Apple or Google or whatever type of phone you have. You know, it's up to you. But thank you to everybody who has listened. We greatly appreciate your support. Like I said, we are starting a Patreon. If you would like to donate, become a 
a Patreon member. We were trying to get you some exclusive content, which might include Tyler's Thursday Takes. We also have some other works in the pipeline that we would love for any of y'all to check out. So thank you for everybody who has decided to stick with us, who's decided to listen to us talk about random things, and to listen to me try to keep your attention for almost 45 minutes at this point. So thank you to everyone who has stopped by, everyone who has listened, and thank you for joining into the Same Wave Lake podcast. This has been Tyler's Thursday Takes, and we hope to see you here next week. Thank you. Sonny Flat in Altoid Cinnamon. Yeah, no, if you think we're actually going to pay you to drive to a haunted house that you wanted to go to. I'm a professional in the rideshare business. I can't just give you a free ride because you're my buddies. Oh, right.